Welcome to Hydrate Level 4. I'm your host, Peter. Today's a special episode. We uh, Actually, I have a couple guests on today. Uh, Brandon from the Hargrove Internet Radio Podcast and Eric from the It's Just a Dream Podcast. How you guys doing? Chilling, man. Doing awesome. good. Doing good. Yeah, uh, today, what's special about today is um, at the night of this recording, it marks the 20th anniversary to the 1995 movie Friday. Happy birthday, Friday. Damn. Yeah. So, twenty years. Now, how old were you guys when this came out in '95? I was I was twelve. So you guys were both ten, and I was twelve. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, pretty pretty young. Um, why don't you guys talk a little bit about your uh, your guys' show, uh, Brandon? You and I we've known each other for quite a long time. Um, we had a, uh, we have a common friend in the 88 mile per hour podcast and that's how you and I met. Um, and it's just been, uh, it's been a while that we've been trying to get our schedules aligned where we can, you know, come on each other's show and, and here you are finally, uh, on here. It's a pleasure, bro. It's always a pleasure. Um, well, I recently started my own podcast called Hardgrove Internet Radio, as you said. Um, it is, a, you know, just a, a general talk show about whatever, whenever, however you want. Um, we talk, we, I mean, we've done, me and my, Megan and Eric here, because Eric is uh, the producer of my show, and we've talked about anything and everything, and we've only did done like six episodes. So, you know, it's... It's just based off, you know, what I feel that day, actually. However, whatever mood I'm in, that's what I talk about. Like, you know, whatever strikes me. And we have guests, and we just got done with a guest today, so. Yeah, and uh, a recent episode you guys did, you had a, um, a ghost hunter on your, <laughs> yeah. on your show. Yeah. So that was, that was a really good uh, listen. Uh, I definitely, um, you know, encourage uh, or... Endorse the episode. Encourage the listeners to check that one out. It, it definitely gave me the creeps in broad daylight, uh, just listening to some of those stories. Uh, yeah, my podcast, it's just a dream podcast, is primarily movies, and uh, it's really just recently been totally devoted to movies, and uh, it's really been like mainly the horror genre. But the last episode I did was actually about the Disney movie Beauty and the Beast. So it's branching out into other genres. And the next episode, that'll be uh, next weekend, will be about the new Avengers movie. So Awesome. And uh, they're a video podcast too, right? Yeah. Yeah, so people can check it out on YouTube. Yeah, it's just a dream podcast on YouTube. Okay, and uh, recently, uh, you and I, we've talked and... Um, yeah. Um, you know, whenever you start submitting, you will be uh, uh, writing movie reviews weekly for for my Facebook page. Um, so I want to welcome you to the team, and uh, you're obviously on here, so that way listeners can get to know you too. Um, so when you write a review, I'll you know uh, post that on WordPress, link that to the Facebook page, and if you happen to have a video that you're doing for your show for the same movie, I'll just link them those together you know and the listeners can choose whether they want to read the review or uh watch your pretty mug on online <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. um yeah so <clears throat> the first friday yeah the avengers sorry the first one I, the first review i send you will be this weekend 
and it'll be the Avengers. Sounds good. Looking forward to it. I, I haven't even decided uh, exactly what day I'll be watching it. Uh, the podcaster in me wants to go late Thursday night. But, uh, you know, friends and family, they, you know, probably want to go like on Sunday or something like that. And, you know, there's there's going to be like 40 podcasts already putting it out by then. Yeah, I'm yeah. not even going to take my kid to see it until like maybe the week after, maybe even the week after that. I just, I went and saw the Fast uh, Furious 7 in the theater. Not mm-hmm. too, what was it, opening weekend? Mm-hmm. And it was Sunday. Yeah, it was that Sunday after it came out and it was it was just, it was just brutal. Pardon my language. <laughs> no, I had that, uh, this weekend, Furious Seven, be frozen. That's clean. That is awesome. <laughs> That's clean. It's yeah. like, like number five most frozen movie of all time. Yeah, it's up it's there with crazy. Titanic and Avatar. Yeah, yeah. Which clean ass movies? Yeah. Uh, and you don't have to worry about your language. I mean, this is uh, Friday's rated R itself. Um, you know, it's it's actually rated R for its language, uh, drug usage, and and a, a pretty uh, I wouldn't say a really violent fight scene, but it's a it's a pretty good beating uh, at uh, towards the end of the movie there. Uh, but yeah, the the 1995 movie uh, we are discussing today again it's Friday. Um, it's directed by F. Gary Gray, who's done a lot of movies I actually enjoy. They're not great movies, but they're you know popcorn movies in my opinion. Um, this one, I, I didn't know, but it was written by Ice Cube and DJ Pooh, uh, who plays Red in, in the movie. Um, the movie also stars, uh, it's Chris, Chris Tucker. Tucker, Neil Long, uh, Tiny Lister, John Witherspoon, um, and Faison Love. And Megan Good. Megan Good, yeah, a little cameo there as a little girl. <laughs> uh, I bet you Eric pointed that out, and you're like, what? Hey. <laughs> He did, and I was like, no shit. You know what I mean? That's, that's clean. I didn't use it. Yeah. As many times as I've watched that movie, I've never put two and two together. Right. Well, let's get into the movie. <laughs> now, this movie, it's um, basically categorized as like a stoner comedy. Uh, right, we already mentioned it's rated R. Um, it's rated R again for the language and the drug usage. Um, you guys are both fathers. Actually, all three of us were fathers, um, except for I, I think I have the oldest kid at 14 years old. Uh, I think both of you guys probably have like kids like half his age. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Six, uh, six is as old as we. Are. Yeah. So I know they're a little <laughs> young, but his son and my daughter. Are five days apart. Oh wow, yeah. pretty close in age. Oh, same age basically. Um, but as fathers with young kids, uh, what do you feel? This is okay. This is funny. When did you see this? Did you see this in '95 when you guys were ten? Yeah, <laughs> I saw it. It was when it came out. It was probably '96. So yeah. about a year later. Right then. I mean, it. We saw it shortly after it came out on on, on video. Yeah, I, I did too. I obviously didn't see it in the theater, but um, yeah, I, I saw it when I was 12 years old. So, uh, But you guys being fathers, when do you feel that this movie might be appropriate? Or when do you think you would let your kids watch this movie? Uh, 13, maybe. Yeah, somewhere around there. 
just maybe when I felt like they didn't get the, the joke. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because there's a lot of there's a lot of back and forth that you know younger kids may not get, but the teenager in them are like, yeah, we do that too. So you know, it's probably 13, 14 years old, maybe. Yeah. As I as I got older, I got more and more of the jokes. It, when you know, you're, when we were like twelve or something. It was funny. It was just funny. You know, because of the way what the fuck is killing boxes for? <laughs> <laughs> so, it's funny, but as an older, it started to make more sense. Right. You gotta be a stupid motherfucker to get fired on your day off. Yeah. <laughs> See, Phoenix is fourteen, but um, I, I he hasn't seen this yet, and I'm in no hurry to let him watch it. But uh, you know, but if he asked to watch it with me. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say no, uh, because he's already in high school. He's already exposed to the language. You know, we're uh, we 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 hear it on um, like AMC and stuff. Uh, so so the censorship isn't what it used to be when we were growing up. So a lot of these words he 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 hears in video games. You know. So, uh, but do you think that this movie kind of glorifies um, smoking weed? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, but no. Um, because the one dude that's smoking weed is a total idiot. <laughs> you know what I mean? I really, it's, it's the weed that gets him into trouble. Right. Yeah. And before, you know, Ice Cube, Craig smokes the weed, he's not really about it. Right. I mean, he may smoke weed before, but then as we see later in the sequels, he's always smoking weed. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I mean, yes, but no. I mean, right. Yeah, that that's kind of where I would be uh, a little bit concerned as a parent, you know. But I feel because Phoenix is getting to that age, I I, I got to think about some type of movie that that he can kind of start with and and expose him to it, and kind of start having that drug talk with him. Um, I know he's already learned about it in school growing up, you know. I'm sure, you know, with uh, Dare and all that stuff. But also living in Oregon. Um, last, you know, the bill passed that marijuana will be legalized in Oregon in a couple months here. Um, so, yeah, I think this movie would be kind of a, no pun intended, a good gateway to, like, you know, introducing him <laughs> to, uh, you know, this is what it looks like. Hopefully you don't have friends that partake and you you can kind of see it in the movies. Um, uh, but... You know, I I can probably show him this, and you know, I've um, it's never come up, but you know, I've I was young, I I've tried it, but I was never the type to go out and buy it. I was kind of more the, um, not even peer pressure, but you know, I smoked when I was young around you know the friends that smoked, and it just uh, it, it wasn't my thing, and uh, it was definitely a phase, but um, yeah, I I just uh, I, I I never purchased a bag in my life, so. At least I can say that. I wish I could say that. I can say that. I've never actually purchased it. <laughs> I wish I could say that. I was actually, you know, if if you had to tie me in with any character, I would probably be smoking in that instance. <laughs> Every time you came over to my house when I first moved out, I was always begging. Yeah. I mean, it's not a good thing. I mean, I'm not proud of it, but I mean, you can't deny it. Yeah. I, was- I mean, it's around... People are going to do it regardless. I was living in Connecticut at the time when you moved out. <laughs> so I got plenty of calls. 
One in particular that I'll never forget is I, I almost yeah it's funny as shit. It was uh, there's a time and a place. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And the the time was then, and the place was there. You know, right. it's not sure. Now. <laughs> you <know>? Sure, <laughs> yeah. I, I, if you are the smoky character, then I would be the Craig. You, mm. you know, where I, I, I never really smoked, but I did. You know, because I was around the friends. Um, but you well, know, use that line. I'd always use it. You ain't got shit to do. What yeah. are you doing? <laughs> you ain't got nothing to do. So there you go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, right. That friend. But now, um, did. Did you guys ever own the soundtrack to this movie? Uh, maybe at one time. I don't remember. I mean, I've owned so many albums in my life. I had a, 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 a audio, an audio tape that I recorded from a friend. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we probably, yes, I could probably answer that, yeah. That's how uh, I had like any rap R&B songs when I was younger. To the point, you know, maybe thirteen or so, mm-hmm. even older than that. That's how I got like songs like that. Right. I I forgot that I did used to own the soundtrack. Um, I forgot a lot of the songs that actually played in this movie. Um, and then when it played, it, it just sounded really, really familiar. Uh, and it kind of kind of took me back a little bit, and that was kind of nice because I I haven't seen this movie in a while, um, but I do own it, which is the the funny thing, um. I, I wanted to kind of bring up uh, uh, a couple of things up here that I, I've kind of been doing lately in the previous episodes. But in 1995, the movie, when this movie released, do you guys want to take a guess what the number one song was at the time? Gangster's Paradise. No. Good guess, though. It's been that year, but... Uh, that oh, I, I wasn't really into music then. Gangster's Paradise came a few months later in September. This movie came out in April, yeah. That was close. Very, very close. That's a very good guess. Um, I'll give you a hint. The artist that sings the song is 6'8". Shaquille O'Neal? No, no, no. God, no. He's got a rap CD. Isn't he like 7'4"? I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, I wasn't really into music. How about 6'8", he stood? Does that line ring a bell? This is how we do it. Oh, Montel. Montel Jordan, 6'8", he stood. Yeah, that's the line from... Uh, yeah, so that was the big hit at that time. Uh, but, Brandon, you were very close and with a very good guess. I'm going to run down uh, the top ten movies of 1995, and you guys tell me if you've seen it. Okay, I'm going to start with ten all the way down to one. All right. Die Hard with a Vengeance. Yes. yes. Seven. Cool. That, yes. Yes. That's of course. A of course. <laughs> Casper. 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 Of course. Yes. Yeah. Jumanji. Yes. Golden Eye. Yes. Ace Ventura: When Nature Calls. Yes. When saw it in the theater. Yes. <laughs> we were all about Jim Carrey back. Then. Oh yeah. Hey, um, Pocahontas. Yep. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. It was good. It had some good songs. Color of the Wind. Um, Apollo 13. Queen. Yes. Batman Forever. Like I said, Jim Carrey. Sorry, and Batman. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys want to take a stab what the number one movie was that time? It um, it's, it was the first of something. 
uh, I'm, I'm trying to be very, very subtle here. It, it kind of, um, it yeah. was, it was a, it was a trailblazer for the type of movies, uh, to come. Um, World Combat came out that year. It did, but that's not the number one movie of 95. <laughs> uh, I'll give I'll give you a hint. It's CGI, yeah. if that helps. Toy Story. Toy Story was the yeah. number one movie that year. It makes a lot of sense. Pretty good list. That is uh, a clean ass list, right? What a great year for movies. Check this out. Braveheart was number eighteen. That is one of my favorite mm-hmm. movies of all time. Oh my god, Waterworld was twelve. <laughs> Waterworld is clean. Uh, I guess. I really <laughs> that above Braveheart is kind of weird. It is weird because Braveheart didn't that win Best Picture that year. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Uh, Eric, you mentioned Mortal Kombat. That was 22. Uh, Bad Boys was 27. It's another yeah, it's great movie. It's a great year for movies. Yeah, so, it really was. Yeah. It was. yeah. Okay. Now, was Bad Boys Michael Bay? Yeah, that was his first It, it was, yeah. Uh, the best one, definitely. Um, so let's get into some of the, the characters from uh, said movie to kind of give listeners a refresher of who these people are so that way when we talk about them they'll kind of know uh ice cube uh, plays craig jones who is uh the the main guy uh brandon you mentioned earlier that uh previously he got fired on uh on a day he wasn't even working <laughs> uh i guess you get fired on the day off what was the story didn't he go to work and then yeah, suppose Allegedly, check. <laughs> right to pick up his check. They yeah. said he had him on videotape stealing boxes. Can't do the clubhouse. You laugh. I didn't catch it. It's one of those things that you don't really catch when you're younger because you don't pay attention, right? Because you're thinking of like, what's Smokey gonna say, right? But just the the little like the story that he gave is like, who the hell? Would steal boxes <laughs> for real? Well, that's ridiculous. That's funny, uh, and now that's a good transition into Smokey, uh, played by Chris Tucker. Uh, he is uh, Craig's best friend, um, also neighbor. I think they live a couple of houses apart. Um, and Smokey is a a weed dealer, but he seems to smoke all his stuff and not even sell it. Um, that would be. How you gonna sell, bud? You smoke it. I don't know, man. I don't know. That's my only problem. <laughs> Probably the worst slinger uh, known to man. Yeah, it's, he's he's by far the worst dope dealer I've ever seen. Yeah, he smokes it before he can sell it. <laughs> I actually read that um, other people they had in mind was Chris Tucker. Oh no, Chris Rock. Which yeah. I think that would have been terrible. Yeah. Uh, I can't see him playing this role or even dressing like Chris Tucker does. And the other one was Tommy Davidson, which would have been interesting. He yeah. could have pulled it off. Maybe. Yeah. I think better than That's... Chris Rock for sure. <clears throat> I know Ice Cube wrote it for DJ Pooh. Right. He really done anything, so the studio wanted somebody big. And, they, and they, ironically... They said Chris Tucker. Yeah, well, ironically, they didn't know Chris Tucker either. But uh, I guess he was a fan favorite on Def Jam, or Def Comedy Jam. Mm-hmm. And, well, uh, had, he had a small role in House Party Three, which was done practically by the same people. Yeah, and uh, was this the same year as um, Fifth Element? Uh, mm. Fifth Element was ninety late ninety six or oh okay, so a little oh, bit ninety seven. 
Okay, so 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 this is before then. I almost thought the fifth element was before, but um, you know. I get that, Okay, I'll, I'll continue. Uh, Nia Long, um, probably most known for uh, playing Lisa on Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Uh, she's the love interest in here, named Debbie. She's also uh, Craig's sister's. Um, I don't know if it's her best friend or one of her good friends. Anyway. Uh, we got Debo, uh, played by Tiny Lister, who is the neighborhood bully, <laughs> uh, who looks about 45 years old and, uh, you know, is about 300 pounds of muscle. That's 97. Nice, uh, oh, there you go. Uh, John Witherspoon, who plays the dad, Mr. Jones, uh, Anna Horsford, who plays Mrs. Jones. And did you guys ever used to watch the Wayne Brothers? No. Yeah, once in a while. I mean, I remember it. Uh, I remember they were both on there. But. Yeah, and that was the, the weird thing for me. Like, I, I was never, never able to kind of separate the two. You know, it's like I'm so used to them being husband and wife on Friday, and then now they work together on the Wayne Brothers show. Or um, so that was really interesting. Right. Um, Regina King plays uh, Dana, the sister, and I think this is actually like the, her role before she went on to do Jerry Maguire. Um, Phase on Love plays Big Worm. Big Perm. <laughs> Big Perm. Who, yes, he has a perm. And uh, DJ Pooh, who plays uh, has a small role as Red. And again, he was uh, the co-writer, uh, frequent collaborator with Ice Cube, and you know produced uh, some of his music as well. It was awesome. Michael Clark Duncan's first movie. Right. He uh, doesn't have a line, though, does he? I think he just says, ooh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was in the flashback. The same when they're like playing dice. Playing dice and right. that flashback scene. Yeah, rest <laughs> in peace to him. Uh, John Coffee, right? Is that... Yeah, John yeah. Coffee. Remarkable movie. Just like the, just like the drink. Um, <laughs> now, Ezel, I thought his name was A.J. Johnson, isn't it? I mean, the, the credit has him as Anthony Johnson. I thought he went by AJ, or am I mistaken for another another comedian? Um, I don't, I don't really I, know. I've never seen him in anything else. He was also in, uh, I'm pretty sure he was in I Got the Hookup with Master P later on. Never seen him. Yeah. I've big seen him in a few P. things. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen him in a few things, but I can't place a name. Apparently he was also in, yeah, yeah, he was in I, I Got the Hookup. And there you go. Uh, I'm going to get the cover box of I Got the Hookup. It says A.J. Johnson. So that was really weird. Uh, the credits have him differently. Because usually like they would say um, as Anthony Johnson, but he goes by A.J. or something like that. But um, So that's that's the cast. So we'll go ahead and get into the movie. Um, we start off with uh, Ezel's running, and he's got some suitcases with him. A couple of kids, they see him running. <laughs> they said that uh, their dad caught him stealing last week. Uh, so this is, uh, it kind of sets up something later on. It's a little foreshadowing. Um, so we, I, I guess we kind of find out that Ezel is a bit of a, a neighborhood thief. <laughs> and a crackhead. Got to be the funniest character of the movie, in my opinion. Uh, even funnier than Smokey. Yeah. 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 That, that, uh... It's because we don't get it. We don't get we don't get him that much, as much as Smokey. Right. Whenever you see him, he's always like running down the street or like walking all funny and shit or Singing, you know, yeah. swiping some shit. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, he's like sitting outside of that liquor store when they go to the store and he just, you know, 
slips and falls on not even a wet floor. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just that dude. That guy that's mopping the floor is F. Gary Gray. Right, the director. And I, I want to say he uh, he had a small role in Major League um, as well, the first one, because I just recently reviewed that. And I want to say he had a very similar role on Major League, where he was like, a, you know, mopping up something, like a janitor. Um, oh, no, that's something to look into. Yeah, it is, because that's, that's very interesting, because uh, that's like six years later, he's still doing the same thing. Um, so we see Smokey, he's lighting up a joint, and uh, he's saying that he needs to start the day off right. Um, so that's the breakfast of champions for Smokey. Uh, we get the introduction to Craig's parents, um, who's asleep, and his dad is uh, ordering chicken and fries. Hot sauce. With lots of hot sauce. Yeah. Give me all the fries you can give me. <laughs> yeah. And uh, his sister Dana, <laughs> she's in her room. Uh, she's still asleep, and she's propping her head up. Um, probably because she just sure. she just got her hair did, <laughs> so she doesn't want to ruin that. I think that's really funny. You're, you, yeah, I didn't get that as a kid. I didn't get that as a kid. Like, I was like, why is she sleeping all fucking weird? You know, and it's like because she just got her hair did. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we didn't get that, but seeing it, we just thought it was funny. Like, hey, why is she doing that? That's funny. You're right. <laughs> um, Craig is woken up by uh, some Je- Jehovah's Witnesses. <laughs> And uh, he shuts the door on them as soon as they start talking. And I like the lady's response here. She's like, well, F you too. <laughs> yeah. The Jehovah's Witnesses. Yeah. The, the part that made me laugh wasn't the way the, wasn't the ladies. It was Ice Cube slam the damn door. In <laughs> Just like, not see a piece. <laughs> <Right. laughs> you know I mean? Who hasn't wanted to do that? Oh, I've done yeah. that. Oh, <laughs> I'm I'm too much of a nice guy. I hear him me out. too. Me There's too. No reason to I gotta go. At my old house when I first moved out, I was eighteen, nineteen <clears throat> years old. I had just gotten my own first shitty house, and like for two weeks straight, these Jehovah's Witnesses were knocking on my door. So I got tired of it one day. I could only hide for so long, and one day I just got tired of it, and I was I was high, and. uh <laughs> You know, stripped down, butt-ass naked, except for my hat and my shoes, and answered the door. What's up? Y'all want to come in? (laughs) (laughs) And I've never seen two ladies vacate my yard so quickly in my life. I think they left skid marks on the street when they were peeling out (laughs) in their LeBaron. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It was was funny. That's the one thing that I always wish I could relive over and over and over. (laughs) I scared, too, when I was up in Connecticut. But it wasn't like that. It was I was cleaning the house, and I found the one rock radio station that played decent rock music. And then just out of the blue, a Marilyn Manson song came on. <laughs> I can't remember what song it was. I want to say it was Sweet Dreams, but it could have been like Dope Show or whatever. It was Marilyn Manson. And I opened the door, and it was blasting Marilyn Manson. And they're like, we'll come back later. <laughs> we'll come back. <laughs> I think my neighborhood's pretty good, um, but when we first moved in, I actually put um, a sign by the doorbell that says no soliciting, and uh, people are pretty good about that, but prior to me putting that up, I'm a bit of a sucker too. Um, I let this kid who was selling vacuum cleaners come in my room and give me a demonstration. That's how bad I am. Like I I couldn't say, no, sorry, we're not interested. He. 
he, he didn't have to do very much. He's like, hey, you know, I'm doing this to raise money for that. And I go, um, yeah, I got a little bit of time. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got no money, but I got I, time, man. I, I even called my wife and was like, hey, um, do we need a new vacuum cleaner? Because this kid is like giving me a demonstration and you know, it looks pretty good. And she's like, get him out of the house. <laughs> and I was like, sorry, man. She makes all the decisions. Um, uh, she, she said, yeah, we're good. So you, you guys are better than me. Um, I, I, I couldn't do that. Well, you can only hide out for so long. You know what I'm saying? Well, I guess yeah. I'm a pushover. I'm too nice. But that one time, it was unintentionally... Scaring them away. <laughs> Gotta love Marilyn Manson, I guess. Yeah. Thanks, Marilyn Manson. <laughs> so Craig goes back into, uh, well, actually, he goes into Dana's room and he asks her to hook him up with Debbie, who, again, that's uh, Nia Long. Um, but even his sister says, you know, that he's still with Joy, uh, who's his girlfriend. We'll, we'll meet later on. Um, he then goes to make some cereal, but they're low on milk. Uh, his dad. Low uh, milk would be a understatement. An understatement. <laughs> so a basically, it's just the that, container in the fridge. <laughs> that doesn't even that wouldn't even like get the taste out of your mouth. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that little splash of milk that would have instantly. I even told Eric when we were watching this, I was like that would have straight pissed me off. Like <laughs> he pulls out a freaking mixing bowl or something, <laughs> freaking Halloween candy bowl. I think, it, I think he puts the whole box in there. He puts that whole box in there. He was about to chow down, man, and just, bam, that was it. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? I think, I think we've all done that where we were getting cereal ready, and then you go in the fridge, and either you're low or you're just out of milk. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and you, you, I don't know if your kids still drink a lot of milk, but, you know, I got the two-and-a-half-year-old who's, you know – um yeah, he still drinks out of a bottle time to time, and uh, sometimes I'll pull my, you know, myself a bowl of cereal, and I'll be out of milk. Um, but uh, his dad comes in. Um, did you have something to say? No, I was just saying that that out of milk shit is just brutal, man. Yeah, that's yeah. Not, it's like the worst feeling of all time. <laughs> that's the only way I I drink milk is in cereal. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I think I'd agree. Well, I I add milk to uh, some of my coffees that I make too. Well, yeah. Um, but Mr. Jones. He's uh he's upset that any time that he comes in the kitchen, Craig's in the kitchen. Eating all the damn food. Eating everything. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> all the pig feet. I like pig feet. <laughs> I just like the way he delivers that. The barbecue, all the barbecue pig feet. Wiping your mouth, grease all over. I like pig feet. I gotta have my grease. I gotta get my grease. <laughs> It's just, you just keep rolling down the list of items of food. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, damn, Craig. Yeah, I think I think <laughs> you watch the director's cut also because a lot of stuff you're mentioning is stuff that's not in the the old version, the old version. The one we just, the, we watch when we were younger. Because mm-hmm. it goes on and on in that scene. <laughs> oh, wow. I it, it might be a deleted scene, I, I think. I didn't get to watch any of those uh, prior to this review, but I know that... Um, the director's cut has, I think, like six or seven minutes added. Yeah. And getting uh, so that, you know, you talk about like where it shows everybody mm-hmm. in the original version, it pretty much just started with Craig and his family. You mm-hmm. see Smokey or Debo asleep or Zell running down the street with the suitcases. <laughs> <laughs> the, the funny part 
to me of that that particular scene isn't what he was saying. It's how he was just standing there right by the refrigerator. He didn't even know he was there. He's just looking at him, like waiting for him to close the refrigerator. (laughs) Hey, (laughs) that shit was funny, man. I I mean, stuff like that. I always catch them. Like when I watch an old movie now, it's like, (laughs) I I little, I, I laugh at different things that didn't make me laugh back then. Right. And that's, He's just, he's just standing there eating grapes at like 830. <laughs> I'm pretty sure when my kids get older, well, hopefully they don't live with me when they're Craig's age. But, you know, I already do it. I walk in the kitchen, they're in the refrigerator, and I just stand there. It's like, every time I come in the kitchen, you're, you're in, in the, the kitchen. kitchen. <laughs> All of a sudden, you're hungry. So he's also upset that uh, Craig forgot to take out the trash. Um, and he tells him how he has to catch 40 to 50 dogs, um, just to, what was it for? Was it to pay for in that bowl? Oh, right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Just add some water. Like he's on commission for the dog catcher. Like (laughs) he's like paid per dog that he catches. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, uh, it's funny. So he takes out the trash, and then we meet uh, little Chris, who uh, rides around the neighborhood on his bicycle. And apparently he is uh, allegedly the kid who goes around knocking down uh, trash cans. Yeah, he just knocks over people's trash cans. <laughs> did you I know anyone to... like that growing up? Actually, yeah, I did. Wow. There was a few. There was one kid. He was a. There was a friend of mine that we used to go, you know, over to his house all the time, me and Eric. And you know, well, it wasn't, no, I'm thinking about something totally different. It was when my mom lived in town and no matter what day you would put the trash can out on, the next day it was knocked over. I think somebody was like hitting them with their own shit. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I can't remember where, where I lived at the time, but you know, we have those big geo waste things. Yeah. The big can. Uh, it could have been the garbage man when they emptied it. They just threw it on the camps of the road. Yeah, our garbage man does that. He just, I think little Chris grew up and now he's my garbage man. <laughs> now he will dump the trash can out, but he'll just throw it in the damn yard. And it's like, well, damn, man. There was still some, like one bag left in it. <laughs> it's in my backyard now. How the hell did it get in my backyard? <laughs> he just throws that shit in the ground. So, yeah, I. I can understand why people would get mad. Yeah. <laughs> some people got some nasty trash. They don't use trash bags. Oh, right. Yeah, they just dump it in. Yeah, they just diarrhea in it. I think they crap in trash bags. <laughs> That's how my ex-wife was. She didn't use she trash in trash bags? Probably. <laughs> she didn't use trash bags. I come, I come in, she'd like be dumping something in the trash can. I get home from work at like 2 o'clock in the morning. And then she's like putting something in the trash can. It's all wet. It's like, is there a what? bag in there? No. Like, you know you're going to have to clean that. <laughs> Why did you make this disgusting That's food? so gross. <laughs> anyway, back to the movie. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, he comes back in, and his mom is making some breakfast for herself. But, you know, he doesn't know that yet. He's like, oh, yeah. Not yet. <laughs> and, uh, he asks her, did you tell uh, Pops, you know, what happened yesterday? And she says no. Um, and then, and then he gets called into the bathroom <laughs> and his dad asks him, you know, how'd you get fired on your day off? You know, while he's taking a dump. Mama told me. <laughs> yeah. Yesterday. 
and he immediately looks to the kitchen, even though the door's closed. Like, what? Man, shit. <laughs> that part's fun. Like, if you if you break down the movie, every scene has something funny in it. You can laugh during the whole movie. There's right. always something going on, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That part was funny. It's like you talk to the mom and she's like, no, I wouldn't rat you out. Not at all. And then two seconds later, it's like your mama told me what happened. (laughs) And I've had that happen to me before. (laughs) I just just thought it was a good line that his dad says, you know, I've been changing your diapers for 22 years or whatever. And, you know, you can stand in here for a few minutes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He's straight like naked. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> and he also tries to uh, convince him to become a dog catcher as well. Um, yeah. And then uh, we meet Felicia. She uh, she's a, a crackhead, and she wants to uh, she wants to use the microwave. Um, and Craig says that uh, he'll take the food and he'll warm it up for her, but she wants to take the microwave. <laughs> <laughs> So not just use it. She wants to. She wants to borrow it by taking it. <laughs> That's like taking my air conditioner to your house. Yeah. It's like me taking your air conditioner to my house to use it. Well, if I had one, I'd loan it to you. <laughs> I, I love when he just looks out in the street. The damn, like what? And he pushes her away. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, his girlfriend Joy, she calls him and accuses him for allegedly being at a show with another girl. Um, got another dude laying in the bed. <laughs> yeah, there was another dude in the bed. Yeah, there's yeah, another oh, dude. Like, <laughs> I completely missed it. <laughs> I did too for a minute until Eric pointed out. It's like, yeah, there's another dude. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I'd have to go back and see that. Yeah. Um, he talks to his mom, Craig. That is, and uh, she likes Debbie. Uh, he's complaining to Dana. Uh, oh no, he's cl- complaining that Dana wouldn't hook hook him up with her. And um, Dana says that, you know, he needs to hook himself up. Um, His mom calls him and, wait, his mom, let's see. Well, she says he's got no game and says that their dad has game. But then he comes out of the bathroom and says, don't nobody go in there for 35, 45 minutes. And obviously, Craig looks, you know, he's got that face of disgust. Um, I'm not sure what game his mom's talking about, but I I don't see it. Pop tells him he needs to go get a job today. So, word of the day is job. J O B. <laughs> You're going to get a job today. Yeah, so he goes to his room and uh, we meet Smokey, who sticks his head uh, <laughs> through the window and rips Cra- Craig's uh, curtains. Um, I, I did miss a point where uh, when we first see Craig, he is wearing. What his character was wearing in Boys in the Hood in the the last time we see Doughboy, um, so that's kind of a kind of nice nod too. Yeah. Well, at the beginning when you see all the family photos, you actually see a picture of him, like from Boys in the Hood. I yeah, I have to go back and catch that too. Yeah. Um, is how is Big Worm introduced here? I just wrote Big Worm. He like drives up. He just drives up. going up front to the front of the house. Yeah, he just drives up in his uh, low rider. Okay. Hydraulics on it. That's right. And then he calls Smokey over. And so this is where we find out that Smokey is selling for him. 
And then uh, we see that uh, Smokey's got some side effects from something. You know, he's got the twitches. And uh, Big Worm thinks, uh, you know, Smokey's smoking his stuff, which which he is. But I don't think it's his stuff that's making him twitch that, you know, that way. Uh, We actually find that out a little bit later. Um, Craig and Smokey, uh, they talk about him getting fired on his day off. And uh, this is where we meet Debbie. She comes running and... uh, I didn't quite believe this. A pretty girl jogging through the streets of Compton. That's a little unbelievable, yes. <laughs> just, just a little. Because don't don't they talk about her having like a gym membership too? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's like that new uh, fitness club or health club up the up the block or whatever. And then he tells Craig, you gotta, you gotta go up there and hit him up. He might be hiring. <laughs> you know? Oh, right. Yeah. May- maybe that's where she was. She was jogging there perhaps. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know, but still, uh, pretty girl. I, I I wouldn't be jogging her around the streets, uh, looking like that. With her Walkman, no less. If you catch that, oh yeah, it's not know what that is, man. <laughs> um, the biggest line here. I know you don't smoke weed. I know this, but I'm gonna get you high today, cause it's Friday. You ain't got no job, and you ain't got shit to do. And then we get a, a flashback uh, with Red uh, trying to get his bike back from Debo. Can I talk to you for a second? Oh, shit. I was tripping, man. You want me to ask for my bike back? You know I wouldn't trip. What bike? The beach cruiser. The one I let you use a couple of weeks ago. The one I've been asking you about. Oh, that bike. Hey, no, you wanted it back, homie. It's right here. Call me, homie. Yeah, it's just like it's both ours. We just keep it down in my house. Cool. Oh, yeah! That's my bike, punk! That is so funny to me, that part. I don't know why. It's, it's got so many little funny sections, like the way they're talking, you know. And, and you always, like, <laughs> I, I kind of sympathize with him because you know, everybody knows that guy. He borrows your shit, quote, unquote. <laughs> you ask for it back, and then he whoops your ass. You know what I mean? It's like, what bike? Right. The one I let you hold a couple weeks ago. <laughs> oh, yeah. That bike. <laughs> He's trying to be cool. And he... <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, wasn't it like on the porch too? It was just like right there. <laughs> no, it was just in the driveway. Oh, like, okay. It was like right, it was in the driveway, upside down where they were playing dice. <laughs> it was right there. <laughs> he should have just hopped on and rode off. Oh, man. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> John the Coffey sheer, the sheer launch of that dude off the ground is just hilarious. Like how far he flies backwards. <laughs> it's, it's funny as hell. And it's just, I'm telling you, man, it's like he was not the fuck out. <laughs> it's yeah, it's funny. Man. And then uh, Craig's mom, uh, she comes out and she's mad because Joy keeps pranking their house. Now, kids obviously will not know Star 6 9 
Star 69, bro. I don't know if that works on the on the cell phones, but for those that don't know, Star 69 was a uh, uh, a function on the landline home phones where you can dial back to the person that just hung up on you. Um, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then Star 67 was blocking your number, if I remember correctly. Star 67 for still a private... Star 67. Oh, yeah. is that right? Star 67, like, you can still do it and block your number where it'll come up private. So if you want to, like, combat Star 69, you Star 67 <laughs> before you break. And then, I don't know. It's, you know. But kids nowadays don't do that. I mean, you block your number. There's a function... On your cell phone, where you could just block your number, period. So, no matter who you call, it comes up private. So, I mean, kids won't get that. <laughs> it's like cassette tapes. <laughs> That's old shit. So, Smokey wants to light one up, and Craig uh, says his mom's still there. And, you know, so they decide to go to Smokey's house. And uh, on their way there, they cross the, um, Craig's next door neighbor Stanley's yard. Who uh, asks them to get off the lawn? Yeah. Well, at the beginning, you see him squirt those kids from just sitting on the curb. Oh, right. But he just pops up behind the, what is it, mailbox? <laughs> He's just like hiding out. <laughs> he just pops up like a super villain with a hose. <laughs> and he's Black like, like yeah, it's, it, but yeah, we run into him. He's yeah, like the preppy guy, Mr. Fancy of the neighborhood. He's a funny character, too, but I also kind of question what's he doing in this neighborhood. Uh, it, per- perhaps he's been there for like 20 years, and then he got bad, and he just never left. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go with that. He shows up in the second one uh, in the little cameo scene. Yeah, I'm oh. trying to place out wherever they're at in the second one. The neighborhood's going bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice callback. <laughs> uh, so they get to Smokey's, and we meet his mom. Um and uh, and he lights one, but uh, Craig questions how are you supposed to sell weed, but smoke it all up. And then Smokey's mom comes in, and then she asks him to go uh, buy her buy her some cigarettes, but only gives him a dollar. A dollar? <laughs> yeah, I didn't notice that. I didn't notice that. That's another thing I didn't notice when I was a kid. Like, well, I I always knew because the line he's like, "This ain't enough," and she goes, "Well, make it enough." Yeah, I don't. I mean, I guess I didn't catch that. Well, also back then, cigarettes probably were a lot cheaper than they are oh, now. Sure. So it's been that that much. <laughs> but <laughs> now you put it into to the time frame. Now you give me a dollar to go buy a pack of smokes, and it won't even buy two out of that pack. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even give me two of them, and it's yeah. like this ain't enough. <laughs> you gotta get some of the cigarellos. Cigarellos. I just think it's it's funny that his his mom is so broke, you know, that she's gonna make him kind of uh, comp, you know, pay the difference to to pick her up some cigarettes. Yeah, <laughs> we only get to see her twice during the whole movie. Once at the beginning and then once at the end. Right. Yeah. So, so they roll up uh, at the store and is greeted by Ezel, who's laying on the curb. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he asks to wash uh, Smokey's car for $2. Uh, did you guys catch Smokey's license plate? Uh, fuck, what is it? You I almost said it. Fuck it, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck yeah, I don't know. That's what yeah. it is. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is without the U. So it's just uh, F-C-K and then I-T. Uh, so I caught that this time around. I, I didn't notice that before. 
so they go inside, and we see that the cashier is an old Asian man dressed like a thug. <laughs> yeah, he just he's like behind the counter and he just pops up. Sign says like black owned or something like that. <laughs> yeah, black owned. <laughs> So he's got the beanie on, and he's got the uh, the, the plaid yeah. button up. Yeah, button up. Uh, and, you know, we kind of mentioned earlier, F. Gary Gray, the, the director, is mopping up the floor. Uh, Ezel um, lays on the ground, and then he pretends that he had slipped inside the store. Now, did you guys catch this? But he goes, my neck, my back, my neck, and my back. So it's it, that's a Too Short song, right? So Too Short did a song kind of based on that, you think? I think yeah. so, yeah. That's been I, used. Didn't, I didn't hear that until... After the movie, though, so, yeah, I don't know if that was before. The movie well, I mean, that's been used a lot because that's like one of those key lines that everybody quotes from that movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he probably drew it from this movie. Is that, that's at least that's, um, that's the way I think because Izel says it that way, and that's how it turns out. In, yeah. in the song, so sure. I think maybe that's where he got that. Oh yeah, probably. I mean, yes, I would say absolutely he got yeah. it. From- and then uh, it's funny, Ezel tells uh, uh, the director that uh, we can settle out of court now for 20 bucks. <laughs> I want 150000 <laughs> but we can settle out of court right now for 20 bucks. And then he goes to 10 And then he's like, a, 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 a dollar and some envelopes. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do with envelopes? I just thought that was a really funny line. Rolling paper? I don't know. Yeah, I'll take a dollar and some envelopes. Get out! <laughs> Just get and he stole. I don't know if you noticed this, but it looks like he stole the forty that was in his hand. But Smokey paid for it. That's okay. why he told him to wash his car. Later. Right. I, I was going to say um, Smokey bought him something, but yeah, Smokey says come by later to to wash the car to kind of uh, make up for it. Uh, so Smokey runs inside real quick while Craig waits outside. And on the walk back to Craig's, they say uh, hi to Mrs. Parker. Um, yeah, uh, so Mrs. Parker, she is, um, I wouldn't say a cougar because we don't, yeah, there you go, MILF. So uh, she's the MILF um, on the block, and she's outside watering her plants. And, Which is know, just dirt, if you notice that. Yeah. And, she's watering the dirt. Yeah. <laughs> And this uh, Lil Wayne, you know, he ended up writing a song called Mrs. Parker. So, you know, obviously references this movie. Uh, Craig's mom finally goes to work and Smokey needs uh, something to roll his weed up with. Um, So as Craig goes inside, Smokey uh, got them twitches again. So we don't know what it's from yet, but we can see him twitching. Looking at shoulders. Just looking. What the hell? It's the Harlem Shake is what he's doing. (laughs) <laughs> he just, uh, <laughs> one twitches, but he's looking at the other one like it's going to. And then he looks back at the other one. It's like, what are you doing, man? He's got a, it's like he smoked crack, but he didn't know it or something like that, you know? Yeah. So, and then we get a brief montage of uh, him, Smokey smoking, and, you know, they're hanging out on the porch. Uh, Pastor Bernie Mac shows up. I forgot he was in this movie. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, rest in peace, also. Um, and, uh, he is there to see the mom, right? But yeah. she had left for work. And then they, uh, Smokey lights one up, and he's like, let me get some of that weed from my cataracts. From cataracts. Put in on this, man. And then we get that other line, you know, 20 twin twin, uh, which I think Busy Bone might have used in, in one of the Bone Thug songs, too. 
but then he uh, noticed, but like I think this movie is very. It's like it was very popular when it came out, but it's like full classic now. Oh yeah! Oh, absolutely. Everybody knows it. Everybody quotes it. It's it's kind of timeless in a way. Yeah, I mean, recently over the last year or so, saying "Bye, Felicia." Which is something from this movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It turned <laughs> out to be a hashtag, and I bet you a lot of younger kids still don't know what it is. I've seen people older than or like our age that don't know. I can't remember. It was in a store. They said "Bye, Felicia." I don't know what that meant. Like it's from Friday. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, 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 I mean, the movie's twenty years old. I, I think people our age, you know, wouldn't remember it offhand. But if you said, "Oh, it's a reference from Friday," then they'll put two and two together. You know, and they'll be like, oh, the crackhead. And he's like, yeah, bye, Felicia. So, yeah, this this movie, uh, just uh, Eric, just what you were saying, it's it's heavily influenced on pop culture. I mean, there's, uh, I mean, bye, Felicia is a newer hashtag in, in recent memory. You know, it um, this movie's 20 years old, and, and it took almost two decades for bye, Felicia to kind of resurface as, you know, relevant. Um, and just I going to see Amazing Spider Man 2 and Harry Osborn because you know Felicia Hardy is like his assistant or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like says by Felicia, half the damn audience started laughing, <laughs> and I was like, Wow! Oh, I, I missed that. <laughs> he may but... not even say by Felicia, but it's something <clears throat> to that effect, and everybody started laughing. Yeah, like, no, I can see where that'd be funny. Um, it's, it's, yeah, and it'd be funny because like the, the younger kids, they just know it's a hashtag, but they don't get the reference. That'd be the the sad part. But I mean, just think of the impact it's had on on pop culture in our lives. I mean, just this movie is so quotable, but a lot of the Chris Tucker lines, people still use till this day. You know, I I think almost everybody uses you know this man like a couple times a week. You know, and every day. See. Quote the movie at least three times a day. Whenever I mean, I could, I talk to my brother pretty pretty regularly, and I always, I oh, me and him both say that to each other. He's like, "What are you doing right now, driving?" And I'm like, "And you know this, man." <laughs> you know what I mean? You say it to me. You mm-hmm. know when when we talk. Um, we I have a friend named Debo, uh, which I run. It's it's actually a little Asian girl. And we, I don't, I don't know where it originated from, but there's, um, her and another girl share the same name. And so that's why they had to distinguish it. And I just don't know how Debo came up, but we call her Debo. So we don't even call her by her real name. Uh, Yeah. Uh, and you know, I'm sure other things will, will, will pop back in, but yeah, this, this, this movie, um, obviously impacted, uh, pop culture, uh, in, in my opinion. Um, but, uh, yeah, the pastor Bernie Mac, he sees Mrs. Parker across the street and decides to go holler. Um, <laughs> so then we meet Hector, uh, who almost hits the pastor crossing the street. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then, and then Smokey gets in, uh, you know, we see the little flashback of, uh, Smokey and Hector and, um, you know, smoking angel dust. I have no idea what angel dust is. The only times I've ever heard it was in this movie. And also, uh, Notorious B.I.G. uses it in Notorious Thugs. Um, so those are the only two times I've heard of Angel Dust. So I, do you guys happen to know? Is it like a type of weed or? No, it's uh, PCP. Yeah. Oh, okay. <clears throat> yeah, it's just a 
like a street name for like PS PCP. Oh, okay. It's like a super bad. It's kind of like LSD PCP and all Got that. It. I mean, it's it's that yeah that hard stuff that nobody messes with that you put in weed, <laughs> you know, to get them hooked on angel dust. <laughs> so know? it messed Smokey up so bad that they found him in whose backyard? Chicken coop. Chicken coop. Was it Devo's backyard? Yeah, no, <laughs> and wasn't he just like down to his boxers too? Yeah, he's just in his drawers, man, running right. down his feet. <laughs> I think uh, I think Hector was following him like down the street, and then like uh, you know the scene is played pretty funny because it's sped up, and then he's, I think at one point he gets down and does like a break dance move or something. Yeah, he's like falling and like saying, "What? Stop! Stop!" In front of me. You know, he's like because they're following him doing that hydraulics. <laughs> they're like. Just following him real slow, you know, <laughs> and it's it's really funny. It, that scene's real funny because it always ends up with him in that chicken coop hanging <laughs> out with chickens. He's like, "What? Oh, <laughs> only my mama could get me out." <laughs> right, and I ain't been right since. And then he starts doing the twitchy, <laughs> doing the twitch. <laughs> and then this is when we see uh, the pastor go inside with Mrs. Parker. Uh, then they hear garbage cans being knocked over, and it's Chris. Uh, they uh, they chase after him, uh, him and Craig, but they couldn't catch him. Oh, no, they get out of breath real fast. <laughs> <laughs> they need a jog with uh, Debbie, and maybe they, they can catch up. But uh, here comes Debo riding on Red's bike. Uh, they start hiding everything, and again, he's like the neighborhood thief. And then uh, Craig's neighbor, Stanley, he leaves the house, and Debo notices the window is open. And uh, he basically volunteers Smokey to go inside with him and uh, makes Craig the lookout. Yeah, uh, and they don't even argue. They just, they just I mean, do it. They put up a fight, but they know it's, it's pointless. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, while they're inside, Craig sees Mr. Parker pull up. But then the house phone starts to ring, uh, and no one on the other end. So another prank call. Uh, he comes out and sees the pastor being chased out by the Mr. Parker, who is a little person played by Tony Cox. Yeah. Um, bad Santa. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually an Ewok. <laughs> and then uh, Stanley pulls up. I I don't know where he went because he keep, he was only gone for like a few minutes. He probably just ran to the store. Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, perhaps even forgot something. <laughs> um, so Craig whistles to signal Smokey and Devo, and um, they only got about two hundred dollars. Uh, he never says in cash, but um, um, you know we're to assume it is. And uh, Smokey is like, yeah, we got about $200. And Debo goes, I got $200. <laughs> so he, he's not even going to share. No. Um, I don't no. think anyone's surprised about that. Uh, Smokey lights one yet again. And Pierre pressures Craig to take a hit this time. Uh, but he gives in. And they go back and forth a little. And Craig chokes. Um, and we get another famous Smokey line. Puff, puff, give. Wasn't it puff, puff, pass? Uh, I mean... Not that I'm aware of. <laughs> puff Puff Give in the movie. Yeah. I've always remembered it I've as heard, Puff I, Puff Pass. Yeah, I, I got into an argument with somebody over that. I'm like, who cares? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it, I mean it's, but that's the rule, you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean no, like, it, it, it's the rule, and you say who cares, <laughs> but like, if you're going to quote a movie, you got to get it right, you know, and I've always thought it was Puff Puff Pass, but basically the same thing. Yeah. 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 I, and you give it away. 
But I just, when I was watching the movie, I was like, wait a minute, I thought it was Puff Puff Pass. He just said Puff Puff Give. So that's really interesting. I, I wonder, like, how many other people remember it differently, you know? Um, and then Craig starts uh, smoking some more, and here comes Felicia with her old begging ass. And, uh... <laughs> she looks so grimy, man. <laughs> I mean, her hair yeah. is clumped. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just hanging off, man. <laughs> yeah. And that's the way, you know, Smokey puts it. But apparently now she wants to borrow Smokey's car. Uh, so she's upgraded from the microwave. At least at least this one, you know, she wants to take the car and not just like sit in it. Um, <laughs> and uh, about Smokey's car. He's like, you don't you don't borrow a car. You don't you don't borrow. Sh wait, you borrow sugar. And, and what else did he say? Um, you want to borrow sugar. You want to borrow my car. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then she asks to borrow a joint. You don't borrow that either. <laughs> yeah. And then he replies, so for shit that you really can't borrow. <laughs> he, he tells her to go borrow a job. <laughs> well, the funny part about Smokey's car, we, we kind of skipped over that, is when they pull back up into the neighborhood and he's parking it and he keeps pulling the handbrake and he oh. keeps moving forward <laughs> and he's cranking the wheel over, <laughs> you know, to try to get it to stop. <laughs> and it's, that car is just a piece of shit and, and it backfires all the time and it sounds like gunshots. <laughs> yeah, that one, when they leave the <clears throat> um, convenience store and it backfires and he just dips into it. <laughs> yeah, he just bolts into an alley. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> they should have just let her take it. But, um... She asks Craig, well, she doesn't really ask him anything. She's just like, Craig, you know, hoping that he would give her something. And then this is where he says, bye, Felicia. So that's the first, that's the first official bye, Felicia. Um, now, one thing I did read that uh, I, I believe F. Gary uh, Gray said that 65% of the movie was written. Um, and then the, the other 35, the dialogue was improvised. So it would be really interesting to know what was actually improvised, um, given that there are um, a lot of comedians uh, on this, you know. So, um, and, and again, with Ice Cube like being one of the writers, it, it'd be very interesting to see what who who actually came up with like by Felicia. Isn't Tiny Lister a comedian? Uh, I don't know. No, he was, he was in a lot of action movies in the eighties. Oh, okay. He was like a just a big dude. No, okay. one of those dude like Terry Crews. Guys. <clears throat> no, up. Terry Crews is a comedian. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dame, Damon, Damien, Damon. Uh, Craig gets high finally. Uh, he's actually tripping because he thought his phone was ringing. Runs inside, comes back <laughs> out. Like, do you hear that? <laughs> you hear my phone ringing? Uh, <laughs> it's so funny because it's so real. Like the way he acts is exactly the way. You would act if you were if you were high, so high that you were like, "You hear that? You hear my phone ring?" Because you always imagine that your phone's ringing, and it's it's funny the way he just kind of leaves and then comes right back. <laughs> Man, hell no! <laughs> sit down. <laughs> yeah, just sit down. <laughs> and then they go inside probably to get some munchies, but uh, Craig sees Big Worm's head in the cupboard. Yeah. <laughs> Asking them if he's been smoking his stuff. <laughs> he was tripping. Like, yeah. Craig was tripping hard. <laughs> I like he was trying to play cool when, when What's-Her-Name came over and he's looking at those dogs and you hear <laughs> Man, I'm tripping. Man, I'm going to have to 
leave real quick. <laughs> and then yeah. uh, Craig offers Smokey uh, some Kool-Aid, but he ain't got no sugar. And Smokey points out that they never have two things that uh, go together. You know, the Kool-Aid, no sugar. Uh, what else was there? Jelly. Ham, no burger. Right, ham, no burger. <laughs> Even though you don't really put ham in a burger, but I, I get what he was saying. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no sugar. So they decided to go get some at Smokey's house. Uh, so we then see them, uh, chilling back at Craig's and Debbie shows up and Smokey, uh, is trying to hook up with her homegirl who says, no, wait, she tries to, I kind of forget how it goes. Does he ask her to hook him up with a homegirl? I think they had talked about it before. Okay. He just brings it up. Okay, and then we see uh, Smokey go get on the phone, and he's talking to this girl, and she's describing herself and says that she looks like Janet Jackson. <laughs> Control. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Craig and Debbie, uh, you know, Brandon, this is what you were just talking about. They're sitting on the couch, and she's like, you look high. And he's like, and he starts dusting himself off. <laughs> he's looking at his arms. He's like, do I still look high? It was like a good 30 seconds, too. Yeah. He's like, like, yeah. And then they cut it right when he asks that, too. That was pretty good framing and uh, and timing. But, uh, yeah, he's tripping. You know, he's, he's, he's looking at, like, some of the dog statues on the coffee table, and they're they're kind of uh, whimpering at him. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Smokey comes back and tells Debbie that Craig's trying to hook up with her. But Debbie, Debbie knows that, you know, he's got a woman. So... Uh, Mr. Jones, he comes home after being bitten in the butt by a dog. Um, and they go back out on the porch and Big Worm pulls up in a candy truck trying to collect money from Smokey. Yeah. Uh, so I, I didn't know this until this viewing. And um, Brandon, you mentioned it earlier that Ma- Megan Good is uh, the little girl in the blue hat. Yeah. 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 You, know, I mean- you know what's funny is um, I... I saw her, I go, oh, she's a cute little girl. You know, she's got to be grown up by now. And then I looked at her, I was like, Megan, good. <laughs> yeah. She looks good as shit now. <laughs> yeah. Ma- Megan looks good. <laughs> she <does>. Now. <laughs> yeah. And um, so, you know, Smokey, uh, he says that he doesn't have the money yet. And then I think Big Worm says something. He's like, oh, no, I, I, got, I sold some of it. And he counts out $100, but... Well, flips it over. Yeah, he counts two hundred, but it was only one hundred, and he flips it over. And it's funny, <laughs> like, like like Big Worm wasn't watching or something. <laughs> yeah, it was folded in half. He counts it out and then flips it over and then pulls it out. <laughs> it's like like anybody would have noticed that. <laughs> right. And then he kind of throws Craig under the bus with him, um, unfortunately. And uh, Big Worm says that they got till ten o'clock to pay up. Or they're gonna, uh, he's going to come after them. And then uh, a little brief scene of Craig getting up in Smokey's ass. You know, just kind of, uh, he obviously upset that Smokey, uh, you know, uh, put his name in there. And then we see uh, Debbie. She forgot her bag. And then Joy pulls up with her theme song, right? It's the, the Hoochie Mama song. Okay. Um, y- you know what? I think she plays the same character in Don't Be a Menace. Where there, there's... There's a scene where her and another girl are getting down in the living room, and yeah. uh, and they're like hood rat, hood rat, and they're dancing. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that was her. Yeah, <laughs> she's uh, got this stupid same hair. Right, that so that's why. Dread shit. 
Don't Be a Menace came out the year <laughs> after. So, you know, it, it's, it, it, it could be the same character because, you know, that, that took place in Compton too. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so, so Joy pulls up and she raises some hell uh, because uh, Debbie's there. And he tells Smokey that he's going to take Joy inside and straighten her out. What do you guys think at that? Uh, that what, what happened there? He probably just yelled at her. Yeah. You think that's all it was? Yeah. I mean, Ice Cube, I mean, to be honest with you, that dude's kind of intimidating when he gets mad. He and, is, but she, she, man, she was a 180. You know, she came out like he gave her something. You know? <laughs> so I, I don't know if a good yelling or a good lecture uh, did it. So I, I always kind of wondered. But I wonder what other people thought of, of that too, just because yeah, I think the execution was kind of meh, you know. Because I mean, it, it could be either or, to be honest. But I really think he gave her that D to I, I don't know. <laughs> kind of tough because she she came out looking like they just got done doing some stuff, you know. I I have no idea, but but he came out looking like he just yelled at her. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the the director must have told them two different things. I have no idea. Or it was a scene that they just improvised together. He he came out thinking that like yeah, I just yelled at her and she's smiling like they just did something. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, Smokey needs to go number two. Uh, he runs uh, back to his uh, house and the door is locked. I think his mom's in there because he's yelling for her, but there's no answer. Uh, he goes back to Craig's house and Mr. Jones answers. And um, but he won't let him in because uh, he's not going to let anyone drop a load in his house but himself. <laughs> so he goes back home and uh, he sees some newspapers uh, on the porch there. And he goes to the side of the house. Smokey! Smokey, what the hell are you doing back here? Hey, nothing, man. Hey, I'm fixing something. Hey, just stay over there. But I thought you wanted me to wash your car. Hey, man. Watch it later. Stay over there. Smokey, you know I ain't the smartest man in the world, but from over here, it look like you taking a shit. Ezell, get the hell out of my back car, man. Oh, okay, let's let smoke. You been eating corn, huh? Oh, get the hell out of my back. All right, man. All right, man. But look, between me and you, man, when you're done, I clean all that shit up for you for $2. Ugh. Hey, Ezell. What? You better not tell nobody, man. Man, I'm not, man. Keep it on the down low. All right, I'm not like that. I'm going to keep it down, bro. La, la. Hey, Smokey back here taking a shit. Get down. Well, I ain't going to tell nobody else. The most inopportune moment of all time. <laughs> You're on the side of your house taking a shit. <laughs> you don't want anybody to see you. And then here comes the one dude that you don't want to see. <laughs> hey, hey, Smokey, what you doing, man? <laughs> and I just love Smokey's face, too, because he's, he's really enjoying that load he's dropping because he's oh, got this... Yeah smirk on his face he's got his eyes closed <laughs> little <laughs> head, head popping <laughs> well, if you, i mean it was really funny like if you watch that scene where he's like running around to like different houses you can see the panic on his face <laughs> he's in full panic mode right. like oh my god i am about to take a shit on myself <laughs> and it's it's funny because he's like yeah I don't feel too good. And then you see him walking down the street and he's kind of like limping, holding his guts. <laughs> he's like, oh, <laughs> and like it hit him when he stood up. <laughs> and then he's just straight taking the shit on the side of the house. <laughs> it's funny as hell. I mean, that's 
I like I like how Ezo offers to clean it up for two dollars. I clean it up for two dollars. <laughs> so Smokey goes back to Craig's, and then uh, that's when you know Craig and Joy are coming back out, obviously. Uh, so Craig, needing money uh, to pay off Big Worm, he asks Joy for the money, um, and she's about to give it to him too. And then Felicia come creeping into the frame. I just love that too because like she comes out of nowhere behind him, talking about how she wants to borrow Craig's VCR to record something. <laughs> Not only that, like when when you first see her face, she's like, Craig. <laughs> yeah, she's clapping like. That's gonna get his attention any faster than like like just that's more important. Sleep. Yeah. And um he tell he tells her no, but Joy ain't having none of that and then she drives off. <laughs> um Smokey and Craig, they uh they're back on the porch and Smokey uh saying not to worry about Big Worm and Craig has some words for him, you know, Smokey says that uh he'll straighten things up and I, I kind of felt bad for Smokey, uh, but you know, I, I think I think we've all been in Craig's place or in in his shoes, you know, where um, we know that somebody who's just like, ah, oh, you know, don't worry about it. It's like, well, either you're the only one that <laughs> worried about, it. yeah, that that isn't serious about it, you know, like you you need to grow up and man up, and uh, so I kind of like that scene. So uh, in this comedy, you still got some serious, you know, scenes. That's what holds up to is you know it's funny, mm-hmm. but there is deep down is a good story, right? It's like a serious situation happening, but it's still like layered with comedy. Like right. at, the, at the base, there's real shit going on. Like there is a chance that there's going to be a drive by on Craig and Smokey at ten o'clock. Right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> And if it was boys in the hood, it would have happened. It would have happened. And it does. <clears throat> so Craig then goes inside his house and into his room and grabs a gun out of his drawer. And his dad walks in and asks him, what's he doing with the gun? Your mother and I never would have moved in this neighborhood if we hadn't known you need a gun to walk down the damn street. You know how it is around here? Oh, no, son. That's not the way it is. You kids today are nothing but punks. Sissified. So quick to pick up a gun. You're scared to take an ass whipping. This one makes you a man. When I was growing up, this was all the protection we needed. You win some, you lose some. But you live. You live to fight another day. And you think you're a man with that gun in your hand, don't you? I'm a man without it. Put the gun down. Come on, put up your dukes. Now you're a man. Craig goes back uh, outside to find Red paying them a visit. Uh, we see he's got a pretty bad black eye. Put your glasses back on. <laughs> yeah, he pulls up the sunglasses on, pulls them off, and his eye is completely wrecked. <laughs> and and then that that's the, the famous still, too. Like, uh, if you type in, like, Friday image or something like that one of the biggest ones you'll see is craig and uh smoky kind of leaned back saying damn <laughs> yeah, I think I was yeah right uh and then hector comes driving by and craig makes smoky go sell him some weed um you Funny know with-, shit with hector and smoky is hector rolls up and he's like what's up smoky and craig i mean smoke um smoky just automatically fuck you <laughs> <laughs> 
doesn't miss a beat. <laughs> it's like, fuck you. And he's laughing at him. Oh, man. Come on, man. Let bygones be bygones. Something dumb, man. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> That's a funny. Can you imagine how different this would be if um, cell phones were, like, really the way they are now? Um, there wouldn't be people just roaming around the street looking for one another. They would just be calling. Like, this this movie, it works so much. Th- that, that's the kind of, uh, w- one thing I don't like about, like, modern movies is is having the cell phone because it's just kind of too convenient for things. I think it's better storytelling without the cell phones and um, seeing people rely on them all the time in, in film, it kind of takes away, in my opinion. Um, and then and then he, uh, they see Debo come running down the street and uh, uh, this is Smokey, t- um, and he warns Craig and Red, who are on the porch, and uh, they they start hiding everything, and then taking all the shit off. And then Red, you know, <clears throat> tucks, tucks in his his, necklace, <laughs> his chain. Like everyone's hiding things. Like oh, I'm just gonna put it in my shirt. Earlier, we saw Debo shaking down uh, Smokey. Like like he's not gonna find that chain. <laughs> so so Debo steals the chain, and. Uh, I, I really like. Hey man, why y'all didn't help me? And I'm high. Man, that's fucked up, man. If it was y'all, I would have helped y'all. What about the time you tried to choke me and smoke back y'all? Yeah. Oh, that was different. Man, that's jumping. Sit your ass down. Man, I got mind control over Debo. He be like, shut the fuck up. I be quiet. But when he leave. I'll be talking again. <laughs> and then uh, Red leaves crying, yeah, and uh, Dana comes home. Run, that run where he's flopping his arms like his arms don't. <laughs> and the, uh, it's funny if you ever notice, like the cars, all of them have that old school alarm system. Whoop, whoop. Right. <laughs> uh, Mrs. Parker. Shit. <laughs> Mrs. Parker is being chased out of the house by uh, the mister. And he's throwing her belongings out on the lawn, and everyone's outside watching. And Izel comes jogging. <laughs> back, <laughs> he stops and backs up a little bit, like literally reverses. Like he doesn't turn around; he reverses and steals some of the Mrs. Parker stuff. Um, yeah, he holds it up though to make sure it fits. Right, probably oh, gonna pawn it, but you think he's gonna wear it himself, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He'll probably keep some of it to wear, but the rest right. sell for like two dollars. Right. Uh, a friend of Dana uh, comes walking up, and I guess Craig and Smokey haven't met her because uh, you know they they kind of hit on her. But I guess she's there to do the hair. Now this is what told me that I've seen Don't Be a Menace more than I have seen Friday because I recognize her off the bat from Don't Be a Menace. Um, she was the really shy girl Marlon Wayans was yeah hitting on, and they they had that little scene in the in the. Um, Mail truck, and then she turns into like a demon. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's her. So I, yeah, I totally recognized her from that. Uh, we didn't put two and two together, but now that you say that, yeah, that's, yeah. that's exactly who that is. <laughs> she was on some show around the same time. The Wayne's Brothers was big. Oh, wasn't she like the? Wasn't she like the staff member on uh, the Steve Harvey show? I think that's what it was. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, we get a brief scene of Craig fetching water, uh, uh, fetching his dad some water. So his dad's watching um, Man's Best Friend, yep. from 1993, 
uh, where, where the mailman's getting chased by a dog. And uh, so he goes get him some water, drops an ice cube <clears throat> onto the floor, and then he breaks the fourth wall by winking at us from up view. What did you guys think about this? Because I, I was like, ice cube, I kind of get that, but is there anything else that I'm not getting? What I always thought young when I was younger was just that he was putting a dirty ice cube in the drink. Right. And it just dawned on me like a few years ago when I watched it. It's an ice cube. Ice cube. Picked up an ice cube. <laughs> I think <laughs> that's what it is. Okay. I not that far into it. I just took it for, yeah, it's a dirty ice cube. That's right. what I was thought. Like his dad was being a dick. And that's his one chance to get back at it. <laughs> well, be- because that, that that's the thing that throws me off. Like I, I get he's putting a dirty uh, ice cube back into the water because you know he he gives his dad the water, and then his dad even like starts picking something out of his mouth. You know, probably something off the ground. But that wink, that breaking the fourth wall, that's 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 what threw me off because those two don't go together unless he's just like, hey. Check it out. I'm putting an ice cube back into my dad's drink. Like, I don't know. It just, it, it, this time around, reviewing it, 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 it didn't really work for me. I just thought it was a little weird. Well, it's not the first time, or it's not the first or the last time they break that fourth wall. He did it but, earlier. No, yeah, wait. A lot. With, uh, with Debbie. I, I know he was talking to Debbie on the porch, and, and then he, uh, they look, he looks at, at the audience. But that worked. Like, this one, I thought the, the, the breaking didn't go with what was going on. You know what I mean? Like the the whole ice cube thing wasn't quite working with like serving his dad, you know, uh, water that wasn't good. It was that like payback for, for the no milk. I, you know, I just didn't quite get it. Um, so I don't know. I, maybe that could have been like a deleted scene. Then I would have watched it and be like, Oh, I can see why they took this out. Cause I, I just thought it was a little weird. Right. So I, I just thought it was interesting to kind of bring up, see what you guys thought. Uh, get a brief montage of Smokey and Craig planning for tonight. And I think we even see like some headlights come by and then Smokey gets startled by it. Um, oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> he, like, screams and... Well, what's funny about that is they stay on the porch. Right. The whole time. Like they never go anywhere from that moment on, from when they know what's up to the time they, you know, something else happens. They stay from when it's daytime all the way until the sun goes down, they're just on the porch doing whatever. Yeah. And now it's about 7.45, and Dana's friend Rita, who supposedly looks like Janet Jackson, shows up to meet Smokey. Uh, she's a little late. She's supposed to be at there, uh, be there at 7.30, but, you know, sure. Uh, definitely not what he expected. Uh, and he blows her off. This <laughs> shit. <laughs> Are you going to insert the clip here? No, I was going to oh. let you talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> the like, When he rolls up to the car and he leans down and like looks in the window and she's like, what's up, Smokey? Not a damn thing. <laughs> he doesn't miss it at all. He's like, man, what the fuck? <laughs> she gets out of the car. Well, we couldn't really hear it then, but when she gets out of the car, he like scratches her ass. <laughs> she farts. <laughs> It's so, like, the part that... <laughs> I love me sitting there looking her over when she gets over. When she takes off that wig and hat, it's a one-piece, and he's in mid-sentence, he's like, God damn! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hilarious. It's a very funny scene. But you know in real life, if a girl is wearing a wig, she wouldn't have done that. 
It's so you know. It, it's, kind of, I think it's just the the shock value, right? And right. it's just to get Smokey to react that particular way because you would do the <laughs> same shit. <laughs> God damn. Do you do you remember the uh, episode of Fresh Prince where Will Smith was um, locked in the basement with um, yes. yeah uh, Tisha, Tisha Campbell right Tisha yeah. Campbell and see so it, it wasn't until like towards the end of the episode when she finally got fed up about like her press on nails and in the wig see so like even she held off for a while you know so I don't know it, yeah it, it's still funny but but I was just like. Now you know that wouldn't really happen, but it, it was still a really funny scene. That's that's the one thing. Like the the older I got when I watched it tonight, it was just the timing of that scene. Yeah, it's 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 classic, man. It's just he does not miss a single second from recognizing what that is. It's like, man, you nasty bitch. It's just so. She's gross for the sake sake of gross. Yeah. She's like, ugh. Oh, I ate two times before I got here. What <laughs> <laughs> you on the street? I know you're hungry. No, I ate two times before I came over here. Man, shit. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I gotta go pick up my mom. He's like, I can drive you. No, mm. she don't like a lot of people. With me. <laughs> she don't like people with me when when I go and get her. So you know. <laughs> Making up every excuse in the book. Like you gonna call me? I'll call you. You don't. <laughs> you don't call me. Don't ever. Don't ever. Ever. Come here again. <laughs> <laughs> and he's he's pissed at what's her name? Uh, yeah. uh, Debbie. Right. Right. Sister is Dana. No. 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 Dana. Wait. Was it? Yeah. It was Debbie that hooked him up with it. Yeah. You set it up. Yeah. We see. Uh, a sequence of Craig being turned down by his sister and his mom for the $200. Right. And I, I just like how Craig tells his mom, well, like, if I had a job, I wouldn't need $200. And his mom's like, exactly. <laughs> it sounds just like a parent, too. That is one of those other classic lines that you can, hey, mom, let me have $200. I wouldn't feel comfortable, I wouldn't feel comfortable without a job. you $200 without a job. Well, if I had a job, I wouldn't need it. Exactly. <laughs> so you know you ain't gonna get shit, <laughs> and that's why you get mad. It's like because he already knew the answer as soon as she said that. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then Smokey goes over to Debbie's house and tells her about his encounter with Rita. Uh, he then finds out that her sister Felicia and I guess I forgot that they were sisters. I wasn't I, surprised. I, heard, I just uh, forgot. You yeah. never see them together until the end. Exactly. Um, talk about yeah, Debbie's her sister. Yeah, they play, they just, but yeah, they never put them together in the scene until. Right. So yeah, he he finds out that her sister Felicia is uh, sleeping with Debo. Um, so Smokey decides to uh, sneak inside the room and steal the two hundred dollars uh, he got from Stanley's house. Um, so this is a little bit of a some not physical comedy, but it's just funny sequence of things happening. So Smokey is standing above Debo, and he's using like uh, a rod. What is it? A straw. A straw. Oh, a straw from a cup. And uh, 
What wait? What is he trying to do with it? Because he get how did he pick up the underwear? He's trying to move the underwear away from the pants. Oh right, and, and uh, the underwear on Debo's face, <laughs> and the underwear's got skid marks all up in there. So so I guess Debo doesn't wipe. Um, <laughs> well, actually, it looks like he uses his underwear to wipe. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's one point Devo even knocks Felicia to the floor. She doesn't even wake up. <laughs> no, she don't wake up. And uh, I like hiding shit. I like he just stands straight up like a lamp. He's <laughs> like, a lamp. Like that's gonna help. <laughs> and I completely forgot about this part, but out of nowhere, Ezel comes. <laughs> he goes climbing in like he's Brubman from the fifth floor. <laughs> and he's like surprised. <laughs> Surprised that Smokey's there. Hey man, what you doing? <laughs> I just saw an open window. So fuck it. <laughs> yeah, so he just climbs in through in the open window. So yeah, it's kind of been foreshadowed uh, throughout the the movie. You know, starting with uh, the opening sequence. Uh, so Smokey gets back to Craig's and he gives Smokey a hard time about Rita um, and tells him that uh, he almost got the money until Ezel messed it all up. They were about to go back, uh, but Debo happened to be riding by on the bike. So I he's on patrol again, like two seconds later. <laughs> well, the thing was, he woke up to have a drink of water, and I think whatever he tasted woke him up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Felicia passed out on the floor and decided to leave. <laughs> but I just like how anytime we see Debo, we get that shark theme squeaking of the bike the squeaking yeah. of the bike but but he's got his own like theme anytime Very you see him similar to jaws which I think, right and they actually that was intentional right um let's see here and then uh they get startled by uh little chris again uh who's um he, he just happened to be there right because they, they were were they hiding from Debo or were they hiding from a car i kind of forget oh yeah the car came by and they thought it was a drive-by, and they were hiding behind the trees. Oh, right. It was a, it was a real car this time. Just yeah, normal. yeah. It was just a normal car, and um, so Chris startled them, but they they chased after him, and this this time they finally got him, and we get Smokey beating him with a belt. <laughs> we got his ass. <laughs> and then this time we get the the eighteen mobile, uh, you know, slowly creeping, and this one's the real drive-by. Um, Actually, no, no. I, uh, Side. Yeah, you know, no. It was a it was a close call. It wasn't a real one. So so I think they hide behind the tree after Little Chris. Yeah. Okay, and then they go inside Craig's room, and it's about nine thirty, and Smokey gets a page from Big Worm wanting his money. Um, but before Smokey could even uh, finish the sentence, Big Worm hangs up. Uh, Mister Jones comes in, and apparently Dana told him about the situation. And uh, tells Smokey to leave. So Craig grabs his gun and he walks Smokey home. This is where the real drive-by happens. But did you either? Of you guys recognize the shooter? Uh, no. no. Uh, Dub C from uh, Westside Connection. No kidding. Uh, yeah. yeah, I recognize them off the bat just from you know I I only know Dub C really from Bow Down and being on the Westside Connection album. Uh, oh, I didn't even I didn't even recognize. Yeah, I don't really, I didn't really pay attention to that because it's like one of the few scenes that is real dark. Uh, but they, 
Smokey and Craig, they get away and hide in the back of a pickup truck. And then, you know, the, the van is driving by, and, and uh, Dub C thinks that he shot one of them. I'm not sure why. Well, probably because Smokey was screaming like a little girl, and, <laughs> and they, they, they took that for uh, him being shot. Right. Uh, the, Jones, the Joneses, they come out, and it seems that's the entire block. Uh, they're outside because of the, the gunshots. Because uh, it, it was probably a Mac 10 right, that was shot? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Debbie um, is walking down the street with Felicia, and she had just been hit. And Debbie confronts Debo, who just happens to be sitting out there on the bike. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, she, she she's all up in Debo's face, and, uh, you know, things kind of get real here, and Debo hits her. And uh, we get the, the, the famous uh, Craig versus Debo scene. So uh, it's, a, it's a pretty long fight, actually, pretty lengthy. Um, Craig doesn't quite – well, he does hold his own, but he kind of gets put down he, first. He, yeah. yeah, he got put him in a sleeper hold, and then, like, he got one, um, like, uh, sock to the stomach, you know, which, which I thought he was going to be down, but he was still kind of conscious. His dad's, you know, on the side rooting him on, trying to wake him back up, and uh, uh, and then he grabs a brick, throws it at Debo. Hits him with a trash can. Yeah, and, and uh, it was kind of cool, too, because you get a little flashback. Like, um, I, I, I failed to mention that before they started fighting, uh, when Craig tried to stop Debo because he hit Debbie, Craig pulls out a gun and holds it to Debo's face. Uh, and you really don't know what's going to happen because now Craig starts having flashbacks, you know, to stuff that we've kind of only seen in the movie previously. Um, and also that talk with his dad earlier, and then he shoots, which I think, uh, well, he shoots first before the flashback, but yeah. I don't know if either of you guys, do you, do you recall when you were young, if you guys thought he really shot Debo? Yeah, yeah I thought he really shot him. I think yeah. most people probably did too, uh, and I'm sure he was supposed to play that way, but yeah, we find out that, you know, obviously he didn't really shoot, and they kind of back up a little bit um, uh, prior to, uh, to Craig shooting, and so we're led to believe that it was something that obviously it was on his mind. Um, but yeah, the fight ends with uh, Craig winning, and um, uh, Dana helps Craig up, and they they leave off screen, and then everyone kind of takes their turn at Debo here. Uh, Smokey says his famous line, being knocked the f out, and takes the two hundred dollars from his pocket. Uh, Red co- Red comes from nowhere uh, because the last time we saw him, he ran off like a little girl, right? So now, now he's back. Probably, you know, he probably heard gunshots and, and said, "Hey, I need to be there, right?" So, so he's there, and uh, he he sucker punches Debo as he was gaining consciousness, and then Izel of all people uh, comes back, not wearing Mrs. Parker's dress, mind you, but he has a, <laughs> he has a few words too, and uh, he steals his shoes at the same time. And what did he say about the shoes, like being big and stuff, or? <laughs> I see you. I don't kill you. you I see you. I don't kill you. Yeah. And that was another thing, too. Um, Debo had a big old shank on him that he was going to use, but Craig had a gun. So, uh, yeah, that, that was a funny line. Uh, Craig and Dana plan to meet up in the morning. And uh, I think, what, does she, she ask when's he going to work or when does he get up? When's he going to wake up? Okay. And he said 8.30. She says, okay. But then he says, hey, 7.30. So, um and then he goes back inside and gets called into the bathroom again by his dad. Uh, um, and 
his dad tells him basically to stay inside the house because funeral is expensive. You know, <laughs> doesn't want his son to die because they don't have the money for a funeral. Um, and he tells him that the supervisor called and wants to talk to him about his job so he may get his job back. Um, so he checks in with his sister and she's in bed propping her head up again because she just got extensions put in. Um, so it's kind of a nice bookend from the beginning. Uh, Craig gets ready for bed and Joy calls at the strike of midnight and he breaks up with her because, you know, we're going to assume that he's going to hook up with Debbie. And then Smokey um, is at his house trying to tell Big Worm off, but uh, Big Worm responds with some choice words and Smokey says um, that he's got the money and that he plans to go to rehab. <laughs> gets off the phone with Big Worm. He lights one up and he's like, I was just bullshitting. <laughs> And you know this, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know this. And that's the end of the movie. Yeah. So we'll just kind of recap and uh, you know give our overall thoughts. And, and um, again, with Hydrate Level 4, we do uh, five stars. And uh, I, I kind of cheat, too, because we can even break them down in, into quarters if you want. Uh, but um, I'll, I'll kind of go ahead and go first. I, I tend to go first when I have guests on. But, um, yeah, I think the writing still holds up. I think... The, the comedy still works. Um, obviously, this movie, I, I said that it had um, a, a pretty big impact on pop culture back in the 90s, but it has bled in to, even to now. I mean, by Felicia, 20 years old, and, and it's still being used. Uh, and that wasn't even that big of a line back then. You know what I mean? So it's, it's just it's more resurfaced, resurfaced recently. Uh, I think everyone did a pretty good uh, job you know, acting in their roles too. I think everyone was pretty believable in who they played. They probably all kind of played like a, um, you know, a bit of themselves, you know. So, yeah, they, they were all pretty real, realistic characters. Uh, what I do remember uh, that differentiates this from the, its sequels, uh, and I kind of said this about the Major League movies as well, but this one is a comedy. The next two movies are is more of a comical movie you know where everyone everyone are characters uh damon played by terry cruz there's there may be someone like that but he's a little over the top he's funny but it's just a over top of character um uh cat williams you know just it's it's cat williams you know he's over the top you know there may be someone kind of like that the the vatos you know in part two they they were you know, they weren't menacing, really. They were kind of just silly, yeah. right. you know. So uh, I, I think this, yeah, yeah I, like I, 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 exactly. So I can't really remember a whole lot from from two and three, but this one, uh, I, I definitely say, um, you know, it, it's definitely a classic and it's definitely a must watch for all. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it like a four and a half. You know, I, I think it's a near perfect movie. I think everything still holds up. Nothing really dates it except for the um, you know not a whole lot of cell phones and then uh, Smokey has the pager. Um, that's right. that's pretty much it because you know it, it's not like. Um, well, and then the mentioning of the VCR. So, you know, a couple yeah. of tech, uh, technology, but other than that, man, like it, it still, it still works. Yeah. I, I think for this generation. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, I, I would agree a hundred percent, you know, I mean, it, it was good back then and it still holds up now. Like it doesn't, it's not dated in the fact that 
yes, the, the technology is really dated, but it doesn't rely on the technology piece. I mean, yeah, yeah there's one joke about technology. Can I borrow your VCR? People don't even use that shit anymore. But I mean, other than that, I mean, the comedy is is really, really well written. I mean, it's it's timed perfectly. You know, I mean, it like you said, probably what twenty five percent of that movie is improvised. Thirty five, I think it was. Yeah, thirty five. I mean, it's. I mean, that's amazing when it comes down to it because yeah, you have to have good actors to do that. I mean, they have to be known to be able to do that to pull off a movie like that. So, I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd give it four and a half. That's, I mean, it's it's a near perfect movie. I mean, it's yeah. still to, to this day. Yeah, pretty solid, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it really holds up and it gets, it's not like most comedies that you can watch like over and over again where the jokes aren't funny anymore. You can still watch this and still laugh at it. Yeah. You know, I, wa- I laughed at the same jokes I laughed at you know, 19 years ago when I watched it. Yeah, I mean... It, and it gets, you know, better and better each viewing, practically. Because you always notice the more, <clears throat> like, when you're younger, you get the slapstickiness. Yeah. And then when you get older, you catch more of the dialogue that makes it funny. You know, and then, you know, like the reaction times of the shit that you didn't even notice. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the bye, Felicia. That wasn't funny back then. But you see it now, it's like, yeah, I've done that to a lot of people. <laughs> it was like, bye, see you later. He like, <laughs> you know, like pushes her head out the damn door. Like, peace out, bitch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And, it's, and there's even like little things like with uh, Smokey twitching. There's several times we see certain characters, mainly Craig, just look at him like, what the hell is your problem with you? <laughs> you know, and it's the reaction time i think the there's it's very underplayed in movies the reaction time is what makes it funny yeah it's like the reaction of something really really stupid and the other guy trying to be as normal as possible like what the hell's wrong with you yeah. and he never says anything he just gives you that look and well, people do that all a lot time. of comedies now or for the last 10 years or so the comedy's really just been like gross out Mm-hmm. Are ultra vulgar, raunchy, right. yeah, yeah, and it's just—I mean, like, kind of a bad example, but like the American Pie movies, right? The yes, good ones—the good ones are good because they're good movies, but some of those, you know, unlegit ones—they're just nasty to be nasty. Well, this—I mean, Friday has a lot of layers to it yeah. too. I mean, you get one story from two perspectives <clears throat> the whole time. No matter who's in the scene, those two are pretty much in every single scene of the movie. Yeah. And it's and when you do cut away from them, it's not for very long. You know, they're always in the periphery. So, I mean, it's to me it's like people don't do that anymore. It takes storytelling to do that. Good storytelling. Yeah. You know, you actually have to write that movie and make it work. And I don't think a lot of movies now do that. They don't rely heavily on the actual writing. They rely heavily on the actor trying to make it as outrageous as possible. Yeah. That's why Dumb and Dumber 2 was awful. Because yeah. there was this... The first one was funny. 
The first one is hilarious and it holds up. It came out around the same time as Friday. And then they went back and tried to do it again and it's just, it's pathetic. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, you're right. I would agree with you. I mean, it's, it's one of those movies that you can watch 20 years from now and it'll be good. Mm-hmm. It'll be good until we die. I also like the message that, uh, you know, Mr. Jones uh, had about the whole gun, you know, put up your dukes. You know, this is what makes you a man. Yeah, you win lose some. Exactly. So it's live to fight another day. And that's just, that's just a great scene in itself. Eric, did you give a, a rating? Uh, not sure, but I'll go with four and a half also. Yeah, see, pretty what? solid four and a half. Yeah. yeah. The thing about this movie, I think, was we keep mentioning uh, Boys in the Hood. Mm-hmm. It's one of the. I know what they were doing with it was they were trying to make a movie like that, but Boys in the Hood kind of told the the bad angle of living in Compton or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, like Morris Chestnut gets shot in Boys in the Hood. I think Ice Cube. You know, we find out that not too long after the movie ends, they basically have a shitty life. And making when they did Friday, they wanted to do kind of the same thing, have a movie with a message. But yeah, make it funny, make it, but make it more realistic because show a lighter side living in the hood, essentially. Right. Which is, you know, it takes, like I said, I mean, it takes good writers to do that. I mean, you, you can take any situation and make it funny. That's what makes a good movie. You could have done that movie a million ways, like Boys in the Hood, but I mean, Friday stands alone as one of those movies that is funny, but not just for the sake of being funny. It also came out in that time, which is like the early 90s, where we had all these up-and-coming, you know, actors and directors that actually made good movies with, you know, a good story and a message, like Boys in the Hood and Friday. But, I mean, also that's when we got, you know, Tarantino, Kevin Smith, when he actually made good movies. Spike Lee. I mean, it's in that. It, I mean, it's it's very John Singleton. Yeah, I mean, it's very like telling of the time. You know, I mean, that was the time to make that movie. You couldn't make that movie now. You yeah. had to make it then, and it it kind of captures that time very very well. Even though it's funny and it's really goofy and it's got a weird you know kind of it's it's funny. But it's also got many layers to it. You can actually find a message in it that works and to it's, now. It's relatable. I mean, <clears throat> one issue that I have is um, I've talked to, uh, you know, I have several, you know, African-American friends. Mm-hmm. One thing that bugs me about movies in general is it gets categorized, like, not just Friday, but any movie gets, like, put in a group where it's made for this group of people, and they're only the ones that know about the movie. But I've met several, you know, people, like I said, that are African-American that are surprised at how much I know about Friday because they're like, I wouldn't think a white guy would know this movie. (laughs) But it's one of those movies that, you know, it transcends race. It transcends generations. It's relatable. It don't matter who you are. You could be a preppy, rich, white kid, which, of course, I'm not, and I never was, and get something out of that movie. And it don't matter what age you are, you know, if you're a guy or a girl, white, black, whatever, you can get something out of Friday. 
that's why it still holds up 20 years later. I completely agree. And I think that's uh, going to be a pretty good ending point. We uh, we all agree that it's uh, still a, a great movie, uh, definitely a comedy classic. You know, four and a half stars from all three guys. That's that's pretty solid there. Um, why don't you guys give your plugs uh, again, uh, uh, Eric? Again, you'll be uh, submitting a weekly review, um, yes. new, old, and um, you know, d- different types of movies. So, um, yeah. uh, give your plugs on how people can check you out uh, on on YouTube. Uh, it's just a dream podcast. Uh, you can uh, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Try to do live feeds of every every episode, and we're trying to do that like every Saturday. I don't have a set date yet, but I'm pushing for Saturday. But you can uh, download the podcast at iTunes. Uh, you can get it on Podomatic, but you should probably just get it from iTunes because everything's connected to iTunes. And uh, oh, like I, like he said, I'll be doing uh, movie reviews every week for his um, Facebook page. And it's going to start this week with um, the new Avengers movie. And on, on that note, actually, uh, on your Instagram and, and, and Facebook, I, I've noticed that you also um, share articles and stuff related to comic books, too. Yeah. Uh, you know of, of that universe so for those that are interested in such things i would say definitely follow you for some of that stuff because yeah. you, you you stay pretty updated and it looks like you get a lot of um, notifications pretty quick on some yeah. of that stuff if it, especially if it's a comic book movie i'll be all over it but i really wouldn't sit there and say that i am up to date or a avid comic reader but if it's a movie Definitely, you know, the night that they uh, put out the Jared Leto Joker picture, I was like blowing that up on everything. Yeah, actually, I saw you with it first, and uh, I, I thought it was a fan art, and I had to go find it somewhere to, to, to kind of see where it was, and I saw that David Ayers had released it uh, for Suicide Squad, so cool. And Brandon, where can people check out your stuff? Um, I do a podcast, like... <clears throat> like I said earlier, it's named Hardgrove Internet Radio. Um, I'm also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, I have a YouTube channel. We do, uh, me and my co-host Megan and <laughs> my producer Eric. <laughs> him, <a> cool guy. <clears throat> um, we put out live feeds every Sunday on YouTube. And our podcast comes out on Tuesdays on underratedretro.com and also on iTunes. Um, my podcast is a little bit as of late on the serious side, um, but, you know, I can talk about whatever. I mean, any, anything that, you know, you can think of that I can talk about, I can talk about. It's not a bad series. It's Yeah, I mean, it, it's serious not for, not because I'm a serious dude, it's just that's what I've been talking about as of late. So, um, I mean, you can always check that out. Um, you can email the show by emailing. That's a real clean podcast at gmail.com. Um, I get notifications pretty quick. You know, I'm always up for, you know, talking to people that like my show. And if you like it, you hit it up. You know, I'm welcome. I welcome everybody. Yeah, definitely subscribe to, to, to those shows. Uh, and if this is the first time you listen to Hydrate Level 4, I would uh, 
recommend you subscribing so that way you can get the episodes as I put them out. Um, and also like our Facebook page. That way people can see uh, your likes on my post on their feeds. Um, we also have Twitter and Instagram. Uh, both of those handles are at HLF Podcast. Um, again, if this is the first time you're tuning in, I usually do this with my 14-year-old son who is currently grounded. So I've been having guests come on the show to kind of fill in for him. Um, so hopefully he comes back soon. He's really working hard to get those grades back up. But, um, yeah, I, I'm i still undecided whether or not I'm going to do um, uh, next Friday and Friday after next. So, uh, But if you follow us on Facebook and Twitter, I'll definitely post you know what the next review will be. So until the next episode, bye, bye Felicia. Felicia. <laughs>